Welcome back here, folks, here on the final day of the NFL Draft. The last picks have wrapped up, and the Giants had three selections on day three in the 2021 NFL Draft. Here on Big Blue View, we are going to be recapping those three picks, providing our reactions. I am Joe DeLeon, joined by Chris Flum to give you those reactions. Before we get to those, though, folks, please hit that subscribe button and head to BigBlueView.com for more analysis on the Giants' draft selections in 2021. So today's selections, the first one, I almost jumped out of my chair while I was on the live stream that I was doing. We even had a guest at that time, and I almost completely lost it uh, while the guest was speaking. But the remaining two are a little bit of head scratchers. Two picks that I thought were reaches. One of them was somebody who probably could have been a UDFA, and they passed on some other talented players at this spe specific position. But to start us off, Chris, the guy that I was referencing that was picked in the fourth round was somebody who the entire draft process I talked up, I spoke very positive on, and it always seems to happen this way. There's always that one guy that I'm always thinking to myself, oh, no, the Giants aren't going to pick him. I'm going to talk him up, and he's going to go somewhere else. But he ends up being a New York Giant. I'm referring to Northern Iowa's Ellerson Smith. Now, if you've listened enough into the show, I have talked about how this is a rare physical athlete in terms of his length at six foot seven and his physical tools what he is capable of doing at his size is not capable or is not typical and the Giants should really be super excited about this pick folks you should be excited about this pick because Ellerson Smith is going to take a little bit of time to develop but this is somebody who I can say pretty confidently has the capability to possibly carve his way into being a strong piece to the pass rush even a, a, an interior defensive lineman, if they maybe ask him to bulk up. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I was pretty much right there with you, at least after we got a good look at him at the senior bowl. Ellerson Smith was arguably the best defender or one of the three best defenders at the senior bowl. Uh, for my money, it was him, Osa Digazua, and Cam Sample. Each one of those guys jumped off the field and among the pass rushers, you know, everybody was looking at John Cooper out of Ohio State or Patrick Jones out of Pitt, out of Pittsburgh. And it was Ellerson Smith who was stepping up, flashing, making the plays in drills during the week and during the game. He is athletic. He is big and he is versatile enough that he can do a lot in Patrick Graham's defense. Yeah, that, that's what's what excites me here is that there's a couple different directions that you can go with Ellerson Smith for his physical profiles. Again, six foot seven. I think he's around uh, 260, 250, somewhere in that range. And you can either say, all right, you know what, Ellerson, we want you to bulk up. We want you to get to 280, 290, which is a big task. He has the frame to do it. The guy is not fully filled out on his frame because of how tall and long he is. So you could say, you know what, you're going to be our Calais Campbell. We're going to get you to bulk up. You're going to be a monster in the inside. He's got some pretty good strength. Not necessarily playing as a, as a zero technique when I say inside, but he would be playing um, you know, as a defensive end in the front that the Giants currently use. Or he stays in the current role that he's, he's accustomed to. He played mostly with his hand in the dirt at Northern Iowa, but you ask him to be a stand-up rusher a little bit more, which again, I think he's capable of doing either thing. But if I were to guess, they might try to say, hey, Ellerson, let's bulk up and let's see what we can do with you in the inside. Yeah, I mean, personally, I'd like to let him stay right around 260 because he played well there. He moves well. And especially ever since the Giants asked Hakeem Nix and JPP to 
gain weight about 10 years ago and they both started having injury problems. Yeah, I get a little bit uh, wary of asking players to start bulking up and gaining weight because pretty much everybody has just a settling point where their body likes to be. And if that's 260 for Ellerson Smith, I am perfectly happy with that. You know, the Giants drafted Aziz Ojolari in the <clears throat> in the second round, but you know, other than him, they've got a lot of question marks on the edge. And I think Ellerson Smith could wind up being a real legitimate answer on the edge of their defense. Right. That's why I'm so excited about this pick is because you get Aziz Ojolari, who's going to start and contribute right away. Maybe not be productive immediately, but he's going to be able to have a role on this defense. Ellerson Smith's not exactly going to be the case, but as we saw last season with Patrick Graham, he started to ease in the younger guys at the end of the year. Ellerson Smith's going to be one of those guys where they just say, you know what, he's starting to look good. Let's get him some reps in games. And I think that eventually at some point, as I said with Spencer Brown in the case here for Ellerson Smith, he is going to be some of the players in this draft that people were going to be saying, who the heck is this guy? How did he end up being so good? Why did he end up turning into such a really, really good player on this defense? I know that sounds aggressive, but he's a, a an FCS player that didn't play this season that has rare physical tools and tested pretty well for his size. So typically in a, in a very odd year where there was less film on certain players, it is going to benefit Ellerson Smith and it is going to benefit the Giants for having being able to select him so late. And I, I still think his upside and his potential is, is pretty high for considering drafting him as a, for, a fourth rounder. Yeah, and yeah, just to go back a couple of weeks, I, I think everybody remembers when ESPN and Football Outsiders released their Saxier predictions. Yeah, that's something they've been doing basically ever since uh, JPP was a rookie. And they famously blew that one big time. But on this one, they predicted Jalen Phillips would be the best pass rusher to come out of this draft class and have something like 30 or 31 sacks over his first five five years, which for reference is about you know, within about a, a sack or half a sack of what they predicted for Chase Young and Miles Garrett. Their formula adds a little modifier for projected draft round. They noted that if you take that modifier away, Ellerson Smith came in second at, I believe, half a sack behind Jalen Phillips. So at least according to their prediction machine, he could be almost as good a pass rusher as Jalen Phillips and maybe even almost as good as Miles Garrett and Chase Young. Now, that is a lot to expect from anybody, any rookie, to put him up in those kind of rarefied errors. But if the Giants could get even half of that for a fourth-round pick, this might be the steal of the draft. Yeah, certainly. I don't think it's too aggressive to say that this could end up being a steal or it could just be a pick where nothing comes of it. And hopefully that's not the case. I'd rather have a guy that is high upside and could turn into a big player rather than somebody who's just going to be a middling bench player that sits around for a few years. We have some round six selections that we're going to talk about. Before we get to them, though, we're just going to take a short commercial break. Chris, I wish I could be more excited about day three of the NFL draft for the Giants because I started the day off so high, so juiced up about the selection of Ellerson Smith, and then they go and take two players that really had me going, really? That was that was who, who we were waiting for? This is who I waited an entire round for them to select? The first one uh, was uh, Gary Brightwell, the running back from Arizona who is 
not a bad running back, but considering who was still on the board and available at the time, Chris Evans was one of them, Larry Roundtree was one of them, Elijah Mitchell, I believe, was just taken, who I was a little bit disappointed, uh, Khalil Herbert was still available. Instead, they go with a guy who, frankly, in my opinion, would have been available as an undrafted free agent. I don't think this was somebody who necessarily had to be selected where he was. They could have waited. And I think this was a scenario of maybe Gettleman saying, all right, we want a running back. We like this guy a little bit more than the others. Even though we're not really that high on him, we don't want to risk losing him because we don't have a seventh round pick. But I I wouldn't be shocked if Brightwell doesn't even possibly make the roster. I just don't think that he really provides the competition that we would hope uh, for this the second third running back spot. Yeah, I I really do think this was the giant the Giants staking out a priority free agent with their last second to last pick of the draft. I think they really wanted Eli Mitchell. Yeah, he is a he tested out really well. He flashed at the Senior Bowl. Also, Deontay Brown went at one ninety three. Mitchell went at one ninety four. So that was just before the Giants drafted. So I think they basically went to their backup plan, which was get the undrafted, the pri- their highest priority undrafted free agents. So that was probably Brightwell. Um, I watched him on tape a little bit after the selection. He's kind of a one cut runner. Uh, he's got, he does have really good contact balance, which is big for me. Not a great athlete, but great contact balance, good play strength, good vision. And he is a willing blocker from what I saw. So he could maybe stick around at the back end of the roster, probably more likely going to be a, a practice squad type guy, but maybe not a bad guy to have on your roster during training camp and preseason. Yeah. He, he'll carve out some, some carries and I wouldn't be shocked if he, if he does turn into maybe a, a slight role, but there's very limited upside for this. This isn't going to be somebody who ends up turning into a, an elite second punch for Saquon Barkley. I just, I don't really see that that kind of potential for uh, Gary Brightwell. Rodarius Williams was the next selection, cornerback out of Oklahoma State. And this one I was significantly more disappointed with than the Brightwell selection. And it, it goes in line with why I didn't like the, the pick of Kadarius Toney as much as I should have, specifically because – and it also actually goes perfectly in line why I hated the Aaron Robinson pick. You've already invested – at the time of the Aaron Robinson pick, you already invested money in Adoree Jackson, who's going to be your second outside starting corner. And we already talked about on yesterday's show how Darnay Holmes had a pretty good first season playing in the slot. You go and you draft Aaron Robinson. His role on this team is unestablished. I'm not really sure how he's going to fit in. Also, a very early time to select him in the third round. You then go and use, instead of drafting Trey Smith, who is still available, and taking that risk, you draft another cornerback in Rodarius Williams. I literally cannot tell you folks where he is going to project on this roster. And frankly, the only projection I can provide, Chris, is getting cut. I, there's too many corners on this team right now. I don't understand how at the last pick in the sixth round, how this was the, 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 the most high-priority player that you wanted to go get, a player that is already at a position you've established and put decent depth at. I don't see a way that Rodarius Williams makes the roster, gets on the field. There's just a lot of hurdles that are going to be in his way. Uh, yeah, I, I agree there, and it, it's confusing to me just because of who else is on the was on the board. I mean, you had uh, Demetric Felton, who has a lot of versatility at uh, wide receiver slash running back. He he can do a lot of different things for an offense. Uh, Kinsey Rocha, the edge out of Miami, was still on the board. As I said before, Khalil Herbert, the running back, Seth Williams, the wide receiver. Yeah, you know, there were 
guys, we had either early day three or day two grades on still on the board here. And I'm, I'm with you. I'm not sure where, what kind of role Williams could carve out for himself. Uh, watching him on tape again, I tracked down some all 22 tapes so I could get a good look at him. I'm actually not quite sure what role he plays in the NFL period. Yeah. He's, he is a good athlete, not a great one, but a good one. Uh, but he's got some lower body stiffness. He's got some, his feet aren't all that quick. He can turn and run with guys, but he isn't all that smooth opening up his hips. So, yeah, I'm not sure if he is a slot defender, if he's a safety, if he is an outside corner, if he's just a special teams depth guy. I, I don't know, but I suppose that's kind of what uh, rookie minicamp and minicamp are going to be for. Yeah, both of these players are ones I'm going to be monitoring. And sadly, it's not really for a positive reason. There's other guys I'm going to be looking to see. Oh, does Ellerson Smith maybe surprise people? Does he provide positive reactions? But hell, I'm going to be looking at both these guys saying they, they need to really prove themselves. These are head-scratching picks in my eyes. I'm hoping, and I, I say this every time, I say that when I question a pick, I'm always hoping that I'm proven wrong. And as I was over time with Andrew Thomas, as he started to look better and better, I was started to be proven wrong. This is a similar circumstance where I would like to be proven wrong, but both of these guys have a uphill battle to climb situationally as they might not really fit on this roster uh, for the New York Giants. Folks, that's going to be it from us on today's Draft Reaction Show. We will be coming at you with another podcast very soon, uh, the following day or so, about the undrafted free agent prospects that the Giants have signed and added to the roster we will also be doing a full draft breakdown. Our thoughts on the class joined by Nick Filato. That'll be coming out on Tuesday like we typically put out those episodes. And then the other thing, too, to expect, folks, we are going to do as we did last season where we will go back, watch the film on the, the players that are now New York Giants, and then provide analysis on how we feel their roles will be at the next level and on this roster one player at a time. Folks, thanks for tuning in. Hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on any of that content. Talk to you soon and enjoy the rest of your weekend.